Welcome to the Casually Normies podcast, a chit-chat where we dive into the real-life stories of young adults in the middle of their adulting journey. I'm your host, Karim Azideni, head of the content at Casually Normies. You won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday normal people just like you share personal stories about their growth, how it has impacted them, and the things they've learned along the way. Grab yourself a drink and let our talk settle in. Welcome back, normies. 2020 was definitely a trash. No one can argue about that. But also a huge learning experience, where we learned to let go of quick fix, more gratitude, less complaints, more resilience, and more self-discipline. How many times have you heard yourself saying, I'd give anything to be this or that, but are you really ready to do this? Many believe talent, education, intelligence is the key to success. But is that true? We don't know. Well, we're figuring out this and more with the self-mastery enthusiast Nansune Otsuke. We're going through her latest book, The Game of Self-Domination, and what we can learn from it to take control over our lives. So thanks for joining us, Nansuke. Uh, first of all, we'd like to get to know you up close. How did you start this journey? Yeah, so thank you very much for having me on your show. My name is Natsune. I'm a host at Life Up Education TV. I'm also the author of the book called The Game of Self-Domination. My journey started when I was in high school and I was actually almost kicked out high school student. Uh, I was born and raised in Japan, uh, but that was a struggle for me uh, being different, right? Like I had... Growing up, I was always a very curious kid. I had my own opinion. I had my own curiosity and my fear of not meeting that curiosity and really finding, like expanding, well, really uh, taking the opportunity to explore my curiosity, the fear of failing at that versus the fear of not fitting in. My fear of failing like expanding who I was was bigger than my fear of not fitting in. So basically that led me to get out of the country because within the system of Japan, like I very quickly came to the realization that I wasn't going to be successful according to the definition of the society. So that made me to move to the United States. And basically I, I started studying business and that was like a very first courageous decision I took was to move from one country to another without the language skill, without any family member with no connection to money whatsoever. And basically I started studying business and then my second, well actually this is the third um, courageous decision I took because the first one is me being, even though I was different student, different kid, I still courageously chose to be different kid. Um, compared to others, even though it meant that I could be uh, called, uh, you know, called failed student. That was my very first this is, uh, courageous decision I took. And then the second one being me moving away from my country, moving to a completely different um, country, starting from ground up. And then the third courageous decision I took was I was looking around the all the other international student friends I had, and all of them had a very similar goal where, you know, they just wanted to get a degree from America and their end goal is maybe, you know, get a job at the Microsoft or Google or like some big company and that's like their end goal, right? 
but I was a little bit different in that case. That where that's where my third courageous decision really came in. I noticed that I really wanted to work in a real setting instead of like you know staying within the school. So I decided to take some time off uh, while I was in the states studying. And I actually decided to work with and for a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and innovators, next generation thinkers. And the location was just perfect because I was Seattle back then. Um, so I had a lot of opportunity working closely with all these technology entrepreneurs, investors, and advisors, uh, working in that very like entrepreneurial technology startup environment. And that made me shape um, what my concept of success looks like and I was very inspired by how future forward the thinker these leaders were that I was working with so I actually changed my major a little bit slightly I guess slightly more toward economics because mm -hmm. econ compared to business the matrix of success uh, heavily predicated on the financial matrix in business, whereas economics would still give you some space to consideration for people, for other people. So it would teach you things from you know education, technology, even politics. It would touch like a little bit of effect of things in people. So I really like that notion of that study. So I pursued it a little bit farther in that and that uh, after I finished, I took my fourth craziest decision where I decided to move from one side of the country to completely other side of the country. So I literally moved from across the country where I was in Washington first, and then I moved to Florida. And once again, I, I wanted to build my life up from ground up and I didn't have no plan, no job, like no friends, nothing whatsoever, money, nothing whatsoever. And I moved, um, and of course, me being a foreigner, having like very limited working visa and everything, you can probably imagine, like it was, I guess, quote unquote, irrational decision I did. Uh, I just followed my intuition and very quite honestly, like right now, it was like the best thing that could ever happen to me. But basically I did that and knowing that it was gonna be hard, but I still wanted to chase that. And so I did. And um, through that journey, I actually have like some very funny, but like kind of harsh story that I had to overcome. But, you know, that was really just me struggling, trying to build up the life um, that I wanted to have. And eventually I found opportunity and I was working as like a business consultant, uh, I guess, sales and marketing division. And um, I, at some point, uh, after after some time, I decided to come back to Japan and I was still working with the same company and basically I was selling their service in Japan. So I thought, why don't I make this my own thing? So now I have this business in Tokyo. I call it Foreign Connect, where basically I help Japanese companies to break into foreign market by helping them right. to expand their sales and marketing channels, but also help them to just really... Uh, make a startup abroad, a non-Japanese market. So I would help you from anything from, you know, getting funding to, you know, even like investing in startup from abroad, uh, from the company outside of Japan to just re literally just setting up the office and setting up a business abroad. 
So that's what I do with Foreign Connect. I also help them to create digital transformation. Uh, so that's more catered toward the corporation side. But that's what I do with Foreign Connect. And you can probably notice like a lot of my interest still at tie, bear, um, ties very closely with things with technology. Um, and that's because it, it comes from my background that I have heavy background in tech and economics. So, you know, it's just the concept is just like over wraps of two things where I have a passion with technology and just fascinated by the possibility it creates for humanity. And also I have this obligation to want to contribute um, to the international market, but especially for Japan, like to make advantage for Japan. So it just like comes together as an idea. And my main venture actually is a life app education TV where I, um, talk about possibility of humanity. How can we advance possibility of humanity? Yeah, that's great. Let's yeah. talk your book, um, The Game of Self-Domination. It's I can tell it's very inspired by philosophy. It's more like a journey that seeks answers for very life-defining questions. Mm -hmm. How did you adapt these deep, complicated theories by these huge thinkers to modern life? So basically through this journey of finding out this method that this you know mental framework i was coming up with i had to do a lot of digging uh, myself and yeah. also everything and anything that i could find as a narrative and story uh even from outside that like really made sense to my truth because, okay, so essentially this is how my theory works or philosophy work. I don't, I'm a practitioner. Like I don't necessarily stumble upon the factual truth, but I'm a practitioner. So if the information doesn't add you to produce something, the information doesn't mean shit to me. The information has zero value to me. What I'm most interested in is to know how can I make this resource slash information useful to me to get some sort of outcome out of me, right? So with this mindset, uh, you know, I was looking deeply inside of like what it is that uh, creates the narrative that makes me uh, productive, right? And to come back to your point, basically, I was also looking at other studies and information that made the most sense to me. And then, you know, in this journey, I kind of picked up some concepts from, uh, from the ancient philosophers who were saying, yeah, yeah, very similar things as I was like feeling at the time. And I mean, now even I, I still do believe these things but you know at the time I kind of like thought wow like this is it this is what I'm feeling and I mean history represents itself right like people find basically I wouldn't say same thing but you know very similar conclusion people come to the very similar conclusion as we go through the journey of life and then it just made sense to me when I when I found out what they were thinking at the time so i just went with it yeah that's that's a great point um just another great question i want to point out like people often confuse self-discipline with deprivation and strict rules mm -hmm. right 
So how do you experience this joy and satisfactions that come with mastering your mind and abilities without feeling deprived? So to me, I think I don't necessarily like, okay, so there's this concept of like sacrificing something in the name of you achieving for your dream, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a purely just a game of how you're phrasing it because I don't believe in sacrificing. I believe in integration. When you are clear with your vision, when you know what you want, once again, this is why I talk a lot about why it's so important to be self-aware of what you want. But So basically, when you are so clear about what it is that you want, it's not sacrifice, right? And then once again, I guess, as I mentioned, I'm a big fan of, well, not I wouldn't say big fan, but I'm a practitioner. And that means that I will create narratives and story that's going to mm-hmm. produce something out of me and output um, out of me, right? That pushes me closer to the goal that I'm trying to achieve. And with that mindset, um, it becomes your standard because you have this higher purpose. There are some times where you have to do things you don't want to do, you you don't want to be doing, or there are some times where because you're choosing certain paths, you have to face certain challenges, right? But you need to shape your own narrative and story that's going to make you push. And I mean, the story doesn't have to be one way direction. You can shape it anywhere, uh, any way you wish. But for me personally, what's been working for me is that I look at it as my standard. I don't even look at it as nice to have. So like essentially, this is a must for me because I have a higher purpose um me or well, i wouldn't say once again like sacrifice is not the right word i want to use but just for the sake of the context right here yeah i would use sacrifice as a word but for me i would see these sacrifices as my standard so i again like i guess i have a hesitation in using the word sacrifice once again but because i see my purpose integrated to my life purpose integrated to what i really want it really doesn't feel like sacrifice for me. Rather, it feels a lot more like my responsibility and my higher standard and even my advantage, my mental strengths. And I think people should have a lot more um, thinking like that. I think people are soft. I think, you know, you cannot like one side of something you cannot just like the good side of something you gotta take the both and if you can't take the both it's better that you just work for or do something for whatever the context is depending on the context for someone else who can take both yeah true like according to you what are the characteristics common like among highly disciplined achievers so I think that um, there shouldn't be any definition of like what uh, yeah, you, have, you could <laughs> yeah, have. True. But one thing that helps me a lot is once again, mm-hmm. it helps me a lot when I'm a practitioner, meaning that mm-hmm. I don't listen 
to. I don't do whatever I do to be liked,、mm -hmm. or I don't do whatever I do to prove something to someone else. Yeah, and then I so meaning like I don't listen to my positive voice nor the negative voice. I only listen to my practical voice. So, you know, I don't get well. I would get emotional sometimes, but because、mm -hmm. I intentionally shut down. The voices comes from my either positive side or negative side.、Yeah. I can focus on what's truly important to me. That's like having a high sense of emotional intelligence, right? Yeah, true. And yeah, so I think that's very important. If you wanna, it's possibly one of the best skill you can have as a leader because you're so vulnerable. To, I mean, you'd have to. Meet a lot of challenges, and you have to navigate through all these challenges, right? So,、yeah. it's all about managing your mind. And when you manage your mind, you kind of have to stand still, regardless of what happened to you. And for you to have that peace in mind, you you have to be always very, very aware that it, nothing is about you. If good、yeah. thing happens to you, it's not about you. If bad thing happens to you, it's not about you. It's only your perception of whatever it is that you're interpreting them as good or bad, and that's it.、Yeah. I mean, in reality, things are just as they are, and that's it. Yeah, let's talk people struggling with self discipline who are openly calling themselves、uh, lazy things like. Weak procrastinator.、Uh, these names comes with a load of toxic feelings.、Um, how can we stop blaming ourselves and start seeking the healing instead? I,、uh, for one, you're not lazy. You're just lost. I think、yeah. people are not lazy. People just、mm -hmm. don't know what they want. And and next thing is you gotta be. You gotta stop being soft, and you gotta stop. Because blaming on yourself is a sign of weakness. It's not like, like victimizing is a sign of weakness, and、mm -hmm. that's something under your control. You can change that, right? So if something is under your control, you got nothing to blame for. Being in certain way is completely under your control. Then, if you have something, you can do something about it. Like you gotta change it, right? There's no one else. Is gonna come from outside and say, "Oh, don't worry, I'm gonna fix it." But no, I mean it doesn't work like that. You gotta pick yourself up. You gotta change, and so stop being so dramatic. Just work、mm -hmm. and try try to find whatever that resonates with you so much. And then once again, like maybe it's not gonna be easy to find it, but until you find it, you gotta keep going. You cannot. Keep being victim in that situation. I mean, victimization doesn't create you anything. Yeah, true. Like achieving life goals and dreams must come with some persistence and consistency.、Mm -hmm. um, how to build this iron well, break through the barrier of time, and keep going no matter how the the painful the situation is. I think emotional intelligence. Uh, as we discussed a little bit earlier,、mm -hmm. it's very important. I think people get discouraged because they take things too seriously. But in reality, nothing is solid in this world. You know, you're not solid. I'm not solid, and 
it feels like we're two separate entity right now because we are trapped in this individual body what it that's what it feels like but you know it kind of sounds kind of spiritual if i put it this way but you know in a science it's kind of like works like that if you talk about quantum uh quantum physics where you know the world is kind of like works as a liquid like nothing is solid things are uh, vibration creates things like matters and so meaning that basically the world is a unit that you you know we don't necessarily have to take things personal because nothing is personal like things are just as they are and us as conscious being or the thinker in the brain wants to attach meaning to it but in reality we should be interdependent where we are aware that we are a bigger part of system uh, we are part of the bigger system and what yeah, right. that that's a having high sense of emotional intelligence that's it for this episode from casually normies be sure to follow us on instagram at casually normies and if you wish to be featured on future episodes of the podcast just click on the link in the show notes to submit your application